Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for people getting healthier in this world. And uh, today I'm very excited to have Stanford Healthcare uh, Alpa Vias on the show. She is the Vice President of Patient Experience at Stanford Healthcare. And um, we're going to go some in, through some interesting things and potentially, you know, patient experience. But most importantly, what Alpa is most passionate about in health today. But Alpa, welcome to the show, and thanks for thanks for making time. Thanks so much, Anthony. Pleasure to be great, here. Great, great. No, thank you. And Alpa, I guess you know what I'd love to start off doing is hearing a little bit about your background, your origin story. Take us back on, you know, what are the what are the things in your life have led you to where you're at today? Sure. Um, I, I always kind of uh, start out with a little bit of a joke uh, in terms of how I have uh, kind of ended up where I am. Um, I was one of those folks that in my family, everyone um, had a background in business. And so when I uh, decided uh, to embark on my college career, I decided to pick something that no one in my family really knew anything about. Um, and one of those uh, areas was actually healthcare. Uh, so my undergraduate degree is in public health, and um, you know I kind of stumbled into it. Um, but after my uh, first year in in uh, public health um, at the University of South Carolina, I really started to enjoy um, learning about uh, public health and the impact of healthcare, um, uh, not only kind of in our society uh, nationally, but just understanding impact um, around the world. I also was very interested um, in international studies and language, um, et cetera. And as I went through my undergraduate career, um, I was I was leaning more uh, towards a clinical uh, degree and thinking about uh, potentially going to medical school or even um, a, a type of therapist, maybe physical therapy um, et cetera. And then as I was um, talking with folks that were in the field, more on the clinical side, what I really started to realize is that um, maybe you can't really uh, deny genetics. And what I was becoming more and more interested in was really the business side of healthcare. It was um, amazingly complex, um, especially learning about the healthcare system, uh, reimbursement, all of the unique um, aspects that makes um, at least the United States healthcare system, uh, so interesting. And as I was wrapping up my undergraduate degree, um, what I what I realized was that uh, the next step for me was actually to um, focus in a little bit more on the administrative and business uh, side of things. So after undergraduate uh, work at the University of South Carolina, I went to graduate school at the Medical University of South Carolina um, just afterwards to get um, my master's in healthcare administration. And that was a great experience. Um, one, working in academic medicine, um, being a part of an academic medical center um, was a really um, uh, interesting experience in the sense that academic medicine is one of the, I think, again, most complex and actual, actually vibrant places to not only learn, but uh, to work. And um, after graduate school, I actually um, went into an administrative uh, fellowship program. Uh, your listeners that might not be familiar with an administrative fellowship, it's a one to two year program where early careerists actually get to spend time um, with hospital or health uh, system executives, learning um, and really understanding 
what running a hospital or health system operations really means. And so getting exposure to, um, you know, from the board level down to understanding how supply chain works, um, how the revenue cycle works, um, and really getting exposure to um, hospital and health system operations. And I will say for me, um, that was probably one of the most um, pivotal points in my career. Um, it was such an amazing experience and I think set me up um, to kind of take the next step in my career after leaving the Medical University of South Carolina, going um, then into management consulting. Um, and my career in consulting kind of traveled um, uh, with the industry in the sense that um, the work that I did kind of followed the trends. Um, it was in the early 2000s where I think the Balanced Budget Act was still having a major impact um, on the industry. Um, and those that weren't um, being merged or consolidated uh, were in um, financial turnaround situations. And going into consulting with a little bit of operational experience was interesting because even though I had only had a few years of experience, understanding the details and nuance of the healthcare industry again, help me, um, I think, kind of tell my story um, in the in the consulting world. And as we moved from kind of mergers and acquisitions to financial turnarounds, um, I really got interested in performance improvement. And so how do we really focus on operational efficiency? And I spent a good part of my career in consulting, helping organizations um, uh, improve efficiency, um, then doing some strategic planning work that also included some facility design. Um, and then the last part of my consulting career um, was really kind of um, taking on a new um, adventure. Um, at the time, there was a lot of work that was happening in uh, implementing um, electronic medical records. Uh, so that was a new uh, experience for me because I don't have a technology background, but bringing the process um, expertise um, from the operational side, um, kind of allowed me to learn more of the technical um, side of things. So working with major health systems um, on the West Coast, um, go through a large-scale implementation um, was one of the most interesting experiences, I would say, in my uh, consulting career, really understanding um, the technical builds from the ground up, the change management strategies that had to be put in place. And I think know, getting to know enough about technology um, to be um, uh, to have a meaningful conversation, probably enough to be dangerous, uh, but not an expert necessarily in, in um, all of the technical backend builds. But um, watching the healthcare industry kind of move from a very paper-based product um, process and um, uh, moving more into this world of electronic data capture was interesting and fascinating. I was curious at the time to see where um, the industry would go. Um, and so I'll, I'll touch on that in, in just a little bit. But after um, leaving consulting, after many, many years, um, being on an airplane was getting tough. And um, uh, in California, there was an opportunity at Stanford Healthcare. And um, the call back to academic medicine, I think, was um, partly what intrigued me about working um, at Stanford. And it's an amazing institution. And um, I came uh, to Stanford uh, through our performance improvement team. So kind of it was an internal consulting group at the time. Um, and then uh, worked in our performance improvement group for several years, um, led that team for a short period of time. But 
as many things in, in Stanford and Silicon Valley, um, we are exposed to so many amazing people and so many amazing opportunities. Um, and on the Stanford campus, um, we had an opportunity as a project team um, to work with the Stanford D School um, or the Design School. Uh, and uh, to me, as a performance improvement uh, professional, as an ex-consultant, um, you know, we're often trained to um, create efficiency and to optimize processes uh, to achieve some uh, better efficiency outcome. What was really compelling to me, um, and also having uh, lost my mother to cancer and um, kind of reflective on the healthcare industry as the daughter of a patient and seeing um, what that experience was like, it was a, um, a light kind of turned on for me. Um, going through that uh, design thinking process and learning some of those skills. And the first step in the design thinking process is empathy. And it really resonated with me, um, this approach. And um, I talked to our CEO at the time and said, you know, I think this is an interesting um, skill set and methodology that we could um, bring into our organization and make it complementary to uh, the performance improvement um, methodology that we use. And, um, you know, some time went on, uh, I was able to create a team um, that kind of specialized in, in design thinking. Um, and eventually that group came under our division of patient experience. And um, I, maybe I'll just take a little bit of a detour on the story just to comment on the fact that, you know, the, the term patient experience or function of patient experience in healthcare um, it's still relatively new. Um, a lot of uh, years ago, you know, it was maybe patient satisfaction and that was data reporting, could report up through quality or a number of other parts of the organization. But to have an entire organization or part of an organization dedicated to the patient experience, I think is still an evolving um, function in many organizations. And so I feel that, you know, Stanford was, is very committed to the patient experience, um, so much so that there was a uh, function um, that was uh, created and expanded um, to really take, help the organization take that responsibility on. And so um, my small team moved under uh, patient experience, and um, I think about a few months, maybe six months into that, the previous vice president uh, left the organization to take on another role. And um, I came into the role of vice president, and now it's been about three and a half uh, years um, that I've been uh, the VP. And uh, I often argue with my colleagues to say I probably have the best job in the organization to be the representative um, and bring the voice of the patient family forward in the work that we're doing, um, whether it's improvement work, uh, whether it's uh, representation on our committee, or committees um, that we have throughout the organization, um, and then some of the innovation work that we do, whether it's um, looking at um, how do we use our customer insights from patients and families to help design better products and services um, for patients and families. Um, so it's been an exciting um, adventure so far, and I think you know um, I, I have learned a lot and continue to learn um, every day. Um, but that's kind of how I have um, kind of gotten to where I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, Alpa. Well, thank you so much. Um, so a couple things. Uh, 
really appreciate your experience and the steps that you've gone throughout your career to bring you where you're at today. And it's really exciting that you focus in this new emerging field that con continues to expand a patient experience, culminating your background of administrative operations, performance improvement, performance management, uh, and design thinking, which is you know a pretty interesting, empathetic uh, process for, for for creating better experiences that you don't really hear someone that focuses on patients focus on too much. And so it's really uh, refreshing, exciting, and fascinating that you, you you have all those experiences and have culminated them, as well as your consulting background. So really, really appreciate that. Sorry to hear about your mom. Um, you know, what's really interesting about hearing about people's origin stories is that there's always, you know, this sort of sense of, you know, progression, potentially some trauma. You know, I lost my dad to, to heart disease, which is why I started Health Hero. Um, and uh, it's these reasons that if you can take them and, and codify them in the right way, they, they obviously propel to a great focused future. And it's really exciting. The, the, I can imagine across your career, you've been impacting patients' lives on a multiple variety of ways uh, in a very positive way. Alpa, can you uh, describe a little bit on some of the... The, the topics in health, one or two topics in health that you're really excited about today and how that's paving the way for your vision of healthcare in the future. Sure. Um, some of the things that I get excited about, especially when I come to work every day, um, and it may sound really simple, but I think it's really important and something that we work on as a team and I think as an organization is really how do we enable and empower patients and families um, to kind of, one, be their best selves um, in the healthy um, individual scenario. If not, how do we enable them and empower them to get to their best place in their care journey, whether it's recovery or whatever that next um, step in the care process is. Um, and part of that comes, uh, I think, to the forefront in, uh, and again, it's sounding very simple, but how do we remove the pebble uh, pebbles from their shoes. I think the healthcare industry, as we know, is, can be um, very complex. Um, and when you're a healthy individual, I think it's it's uh, sometimes complicated enough navigating um, everything from insurance benefits to um, navigating the healthcare system um, for your care. So how do we think about um, creating a more seamless experience uh, for patients and their families? So. Uh, reducing that burden. Um, I, I kind of always uh, share with my team, our industry and, and our work, we're really good at creating homework um, for patients and families. So how do we use that? Um, not give patients homework to do, but instead really work proactively mm -hmm. to close the loop. Um, you know, in, in, in our world, we call it care coordination. Um, but it's really making sure that we've taken all the steps that we can to help a patient um, actually achieve their health goals um, and whether that um, be creating a healthy lifestyle, uh, you know, from a primary care perspective or, again, getting to that next step in terms of quality of life or whatever um, it may be for them. And so what are the processes, products, even technologies that we can design or leverage um, to help integrate that um, into the, the world of our patients and families um, that we treat. And so, um, again, when I when I come to work every day, 
That's my goal. Can we get one step closer to eliminating that complexity for patients and families? And, um, you know, for a lot of academic medical centers, the patients that we take care of are complex patients. And so um, there, there's a lot going on. And so it's very hard um, to navigate an already complex system when you might not be feeling well or when you're dealing with um, multiple um, uh, health issues or a serious illness. And so how do we um, respect that part of an individual and do what we can uh, to make it better? And I, I'm pretty hard on us as a healthcare industry. We, we don't make it easy. So um, h- how, do we, how do we get there? Um, I think, you know, again, it sounds really simple, but every day if we can, we can take one pebble away, um, hopefully over time we're creating, again, a better experience for patients and families. And I think that that then enables them to focus on the things that are important to them, um, whether it's getting better, um, again, or getting um, better quality. Interesting, interesting, Alpha. Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting what you're focused on, and you know, smoothing out that that burden, and you know, alleviating that, and making you know, getting you know, one step closer uh, in this area. Uh, along those lines, I mean, tell us a little bit about. Um, something you believe in healthcare that hasn't been proven yet, or said another way, something you believe in healthcare that other people may think is crazy, but you know in your heart is going to come to fruition in the future. Um, and maybe I'll answer it in in a slightly nuanced way. Um, I, I think the potential, and a lot of people talk about it, is around um, data and information. Right? There is um, so much um, health information. That's within our electronic medical records um, and other uh, kind of uh, health information exchanges or what have you. Unlocking the potential of health information um, data that's associated um, with the care of individuals, I think it's it's still out there. And I'm very curious um, to see how the industry and um, many of the researchers and uh amazing individuals that are working on things like um, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, not to take away the human connection, certainly, but how do we leverage um, those capabilities to um, help, um, you know, very busy clinicians um, make the make the calls, make the decisions um, around care treatment. Um, again, for me, some of the exciting stuff uh, and, and the untapped potential Certainly working in an academic medical center um, sits within the realm of um, kind of uh, data, predictive analytics, all of that. Um, And then I think the other piece is just amazing research that happens. Again, I come from a a world of academic medicine around the breakthrough therapies and how those are integrated um, with technology, whether it be um, advanced imaging um, technology or capabilities mixed with um, uh, medication delivery. Uh, So just the -the out-of-the-box thinking um, that we get to see every day almost in our hallways um, here at Stanford is pretty amazing. So I think the combination of data, information, how it's used to help um, uh, the care teams at the bedside make decisions um, and inform um, the industry at large about how we can do better, 
And then secondly, I think the innovation around technology, whether it be, um, again, the um, the actual uh, equipment or um, uh, machines that help us uh, do our work better, or, you know, um, there, there's obviously a lot of conversation around um you know, uh, digital elements um, of, of healthcare. So I think all of that um, is very exciting. Absolutely, absolutely, Alpha. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting the topics that you're you're touching on or themes, right? And it, 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 the combination, and, but yet in isolation, each of them bears with it a, a stream of possibilities that are really exciting. And so it's uh, it's uh, as you as you you know you know, probably say constantly, just like myself, it's a really exciting time to be in healthcare. And, uh, you know, the, the potential impact that we can have on people is, uh, is tremendous. Um, Alpha, um, I w- want to say, I really appreciate your time, uh, as you do your various projects and endeavors across the rest of the year, obviously love to have you back on the show. Um, but you know, for our listeners out there that want to engage with you or connect with you, what would be a great way to do so? Um, sure. Um, well, they can reach out to me uh, directly uh, uh, through um, my Stanford email address. They can provide that. Um, and, you know, there's uh, lots of information um, about Stanford Healthcare, obviously, um, online um, about our programs. Um, but if folks uh, want to reach out to me, um, my email address is avyas at stanfordhealthcare.org. Great, great. Well, Alpa, thank you so much for for being on the show. Thank you for making time. Thank you for sharing your background, your story, your focus, and and, and kudos to you know all the projects and um, processes you're working on at, at Stanford Healthcare. And to our listeners out there, uh, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Alpa, thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks.